Okay, we're back with secular bosom. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> did you say? Did you say secular bosom? I think I, did. I think that's a new one. That's a new one. That's exciting. Something for the real. It's Secular Buddhism for a Skeptical Atheist. I am Mike. And I'm Dougie. And we are back. Series 2. Series 2. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, thank bu- you. <laughs> oh, no, the listener. The Welcome. Listener. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking to the listener. Um, When did you last hear an episode from the first series? Um, A while ago. Certainly longer ago than yourself. I, well, I was listening to them today. Smash it that it was. Yes. I said smash it, though. I Were you expecting that? No, I wasn't. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't not expecting. I didn't know what to expect i would not have put it on my list to expect to have thousands literal thousands mm, of listeners mm, yeah isn't that pretty unreal in a way i try not to think about it too much but every time the email comes in i go oh it's crazy way. and yeah. it's it's still going and i think we need we probably need to thank our listeners because i suspect yes. that that little call out that we did every episode for word of mouth yes uh, is probably a big part of it one where we say if you enjoyed this episode pass it on to someone else oh that what okay Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to, well, I just said it. And we're finding that it works. And thousands of you are listening in. So thank you. Yes. If you enjoy this episode, then please, if you think somebody else is going to benefit from it, let them know where it is, how to find it, how to use a podcast. Mm. But if you need to get your grandma into podcasts, then that's that's ultimately your job. <laughs> okay. It does. I mean, it's fine that it was a while ago. We recorded those a year and a half ago. Wow. Okay. More than, yeah. I think, depending on how you view time and yeah. linearity. <laughs> so, so yeah, so more than a year and a half. Yes. Uh, January 2020, we oh, recorded wow. almost all of that wow. series. Little did we know. No, I, yeah, a lot has happened and we'll come to that. So if you have not heard it yet, if this is your uh, first time checking out the whole idea of secular Buddhism, try jumping in at, at, at episode zero, I guess we called it, yes. and um, give yourself that Kickstarter. I was listening to it today. It's a lot of fun. I think it makes sense, which I was shocked at us that is good there's six episodes it tells you uh, everything about what the ego is and how we try to navigate this complicated life it talks yes. about yeah. mindfulness yes and death death Which, do i want to listen to a podcast about death but it's actually you know i get the most the nice messages i get on instagram they're always about the death episode uh so what we wanted to do with season two now that we have established ourselves in, in some of the concepts is talk about it won't all it won't be all about covid but uh, certainly that's... that's yeah. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> this isn't a COVID podcast. Uh, let's say COVID was the inspiration of saying that there, there are a lot of ways that we can now take the concepts that we talked about last time yes. and apply them to more real world situations that are happening right now. Yes. And also common experiences, I think. That's exactly. something about COVID. It's just meant that we're... It's what people talk about when they meet... When you meet a new person, have you had a good COVID, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like... So uh, there go my plans yes episode two yes series two episode one there go my plans everything is changing all the time we it talked is. about that yes yes in the la- in the first series nothing is fixed impermanent my god if we did not find that out for real last year pretty much as this podcast was coming out mm-hmm. i got stuck in los angeles so you did uh physically and emotionally <laughs> you were small in a literally one bedroom london well abode. the bathroom was separate um but <laughs> my um, point is it wasn't where you were expecting to be for 100% of your no, time. No, whilst 
also trying to work. I, right on. I think that's a common experience too. Plans were taken away from us. And yes, yeah. it's 2021 now. Countries around the world are beginning to reopen or have done so already. And um, Terrifyingly, it's, it's August 2021. We're already, you know, we're quite far through 2021. Things are still changing and some places are still closing back down. And there's a lot of uncertainty around whether we can make plans. Yes. A lot of people are upset about the loss of their plans and so that's been something that's really on my mind recently and that's why I wanted to make this episode. So uh, let me ask you, when everything changed last year, how did that make you feel to to get all um, psychotherapist about it? Yeah, so I mean before COVID hit, I had already implemented some deliberate change like to, I'd been at my previous company my now previous company, almost over five years, but I needed a new job, I needed a new challenge, you know so I had been through the process of finding a job interviewing um, and little did I know in that interview that was going to be the last time I ever shook hands with anybody my god I'm still an elbow bumper isn't that a strange thought yeah are you do you ever see the the gif of Mr Bean where a a woman goes to hug him he pushes her away by the face and shakes her hand yes with me it's like that (laughs) but any kind of physical proximity yes yeah yeah less of an adjustment for you perhaps Um, but so I've gone slightly off topic but you know if you're in a company you don't realise it but you do imagine your own leaving do quite a lot because you just go you know it's a celebration of the time the person's had there and that's that's great and I and my old company you put on amazing parties and it was a big part of the culture and there was a chef and she was fantastic and so I, I had this fantastic picture of my extravagant leaving do that this felt, was going to be your time yeah it was it was cut to my last day you know my leaving do was at five and it was a zoom meeting so it was another of those and yes it was lovely and people said lovely things and my boss Greg shout out to Greg said a lovely speech all about me and it was very thoughtful and very funny and really lovely an hour and a half on a zoom about you that there's only so much nice stuff people can say and so you can feel you know people are going okay i have to go now and so i thought i would take the lead and i said gonna go so you know i hung up and then sort of folded my laptop lid down and it made that funny noise they do and that was it that was me gone that was the end of very formative important five years of my career yeah and it was so deflating i'm I'm struggling to verbalize it but it was a very sort of deflating process and part of that is because it was so different to what I'd imagined not in a kind of it sounds like I'm like you know I should have had a big party it's not that you know just a sad pic it was a sad picture you know it's it sounds like an anticlimax yes I think that's fair I mean I was very you know I I say this with the self-awareness that there are people who've lost their job but it was yeah it it was not how I pictured it it sounds like it could be a bit of a silly story you know I didn't I didn't get the party that apparently I had been dreaming of every day since I started the job yeah Uh, (laughs) it sounds like but it's a good metaphor for what everyone around the world at the bare minimum experienced which was the anticlimax from a change of plans from a suddenly very significantly reduced scope of life yes and that's hard yes uh i would say for my part i think similar to a lot of people the winter lockdown the end of 2020 oh yeah when it was dark and cold Mm. and i was working Mm. and doing nothing other than working yes that simply Simple monotony, I think I can put it down to, completely drained me. And yeah. again, this is from a perspective of nothing particularly tragic having happened to me in 2020, certainly not on the grand scale of what was happening in our own country and around yes. the world. It was, for me personally, a really, really tough time. Yeah, yeah it was my least, if I were to have a favourite lockdown, the January one was not it. It was the, it was the worst. I've not expressed that very well. <laughs> but, 
it felt it felt endless it felt so slow mm. i ended up taking pretty much every friday off work i used up so much of my holiday in january yeah. and february uh, in an attempt to be kind to myself but what mm. it's actually meant is i have no holiday to take now it was hard it, for everyone in all different ways and i got to thinking okay if i'm applying these principles of buddhism we spoke about at the start of the year to this it takes me to the four noble truths which mm. we had a great episode on i remember those um uh we covered that in the ego episode and second okay it's not important where they come in the list but uh truths two and three if ah, you want to okay, call okay. them that yeah truth two truth two suffering is caused by our own clinging mm. and truth three that type of suffering can can be avoided so if i if i think about my personal experience there it was really getting into a whole of yeah life isn't wasn't supposed to be like this yes i wasn't supposed to be spending 2020 in my bedroom yes getting up from the bed going to the desk and starting work yes no but unfortunately that's what life had in store for me that year and for so many other people that truth number three that type of suffering can be avoided the way uh, of doing that is being aware of when you're getting into that hole when you're starting to ruminate on those things yes so that's all covered in in series one yes it just makes so much sense i mean the suffering is caused by our own clinging i think a lot of it has been me realizing expectations that i had that i didn't even realize i had and things i was clinging to that i didn't i wasn't even consciously doing it it was just i had so many kind of set expectations around mm-hmm. what was going to happen and i was going to be able to do everything from how i would be meeting my new colleague to being able to go to the gym regularly all of that stuff that we just take for granted and, and also everything for me a big part of it as well has been this sense of you know it's bad for me but actually because for me covid has been this succession of really annoying inconveniences yeah and and actually that's you sort of can't be more privileged than that and so that's mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that's a really great perspective to have I think it, it can sound almost annoying when it's put in those words yes. to, to describe it like that but i think actually for a lot of a lot of people in developed countries i think a, a lot of people did did lose people did suffer um with quite severe health issues themselves but yes. for a, an awful lot of lucky people it essentially did boil down to that yeah that perspective is is important to point out but we're now at the point where it's summer it's hot hotish like, i'm sweating in this it's, room it's warm in here i it don't is know warm. I'm, no i'm sweating this is a glass box yes so it's a lovely glass box great views thanks but now that we're at a point where people are trying to plan a little bit for the future again people yes. are maybe booking holidays oh are they oh i suppose yeah i'm i'm not i have uh, i have gig tickets <gasps> i have the next half year planned out in terms of gigs that yeah. i want to see yeah regardless of whether i actually have made up my mind on on if that's a safe thing for me to be doing or not yes. i have these they're tickets. in the diary yeah yep. yeah what kind of advice would you have for people at this moment in time because the thing that's on my mind is there's a lot of potential for disappointment yes in the future. yes because we might all go back into lockdown and there could be some awful wave of something that the vaccines can't deal with or whatever yeah exactly or did the country that you're going to just ends up on the red list and you yeah. end up either being stuck there or rushing home after two days rather yeah. than your 10 yeah. days and I, yeah i would resolve from giving advice but the way i'm approaching it is that i've got into the habit of thinking no i can't do that because of covid and now i have to think okay i probably could do that maybe i'll do that i'm still having difficulty looking too far ahead but i am i'm planning my weeks again which I, is a habit from from the before times mm. uh, so you know i'll sit down on the sunday and go oh how am i going to use my time maybe i'll go to the theater i'm planning about a week ahead <laughs> right um and i went to the theater last night and it was lovely uh, my night with reg um great play 
sounds good. Yeah. Um, and I do have I do have a concert in September. I suppose we have two different approaches here. Uh, you are talking about trying to avoid setting up too many fixed expectations in the first place. Mm. You're planning around a week ahead. You're maybe not setting yourself up for that for that failure of saying this thing that I want to happen in October mm. then doesn't happen. Yes. What I had in mind is is just for myself is something slightly different because obviously I have these these tickets now booked out until I think May next year. At, Very organised. Uh, it'll probably I, be more fun because of COVID in a way. You'll probably appreciate it more because of the context in which you're now going to experience it. I hope so. I was already going to appreciate it a lot. So <laughs> yeah. it's going to be an appreciation overload, I'm mm. sure. Uh, the concept I had in mind was this, uh, this Buddhist concept of clinging. So mm. it's touched on a little bit in some of the ways that you can word those four noble truths. The suffering is caused by our own clinging. What that means to me, particularly in the context of plans all changing uh, constantly with COVID, is the way, and I've seen it a lot in the people can become very almost dependent on the idea that something needs to happen. Mm. So that particularly around the summer holidays last year, when uh, yes. uh, it yeah. had been a, a really scary like initial onslaught of COVID and changes and rules, and yeah. everyone was very rapidly burnt out. And then yes. the holidays came around, people started to book and started to say things kind of along the lines of, I'm going on this holiday no matter what, yes. we're going to have our open summer no matter what, whatever, because I need this. Yes, I'm going to have my slice of holiday. This is come hell or high water. Uh, yeah. It's what I've decided is necessary for me to be able to survive, you know, whatever's coming in the future. And for a lot of people, that holiday or that fully open summer or whatever didn't actually get to come to pass. Or some, many people were able to get away and then had to change plans very rapidly and, and race home or had yes. to isolate and, and whatever else. And I think having made the plans, having not just looked only a week ahead, yeah. wasn't the problem there. Yeah. But the having decided, yes, this is yeah. necessary now. Yeah. This has to go ahead. <clears throat> it's the same you you mentioned earlier on, different variants and how they might interact with the vaccine. Mm. And not to dive into scientific level of detail, yeah, but there's not... a possibility that the status quo we understand right now, that could change someday yes. and be a whole new thing to, to get our heads around. Yes. And um, hopefully is, not, likely not. But <laughs> A year and a half ago, I wouldn't have known what a variant was. Mm -hmm. You know, we have already sort of adapted so much, I think. Yeah, everything changes. So I think the important thing that I have been carrying with me the last few months and what has really helped me get through since the winter lockdown carried me into the summer is doing my best to make the plans I feel able to make and feel mm. confident enough to make and very carefully staying away from the idea that I need those plans to succeed for me to feel successful. Yeah. And that's that is that idea of clinging. So the, the there is this parable that I've put in the show notes. Oh uh, yes. Did you get the chance to read it? Yes, I did. Uh, <clears throat> this is the raft parable. Yes, um, the raft parable. Yeah. And uh, do you want to read it or shall I? You go for it. You've got a lovely voice. <laughs> okay. A man traveling along a path came to a great expanse of water. As he stood on the shore, he realized there were dangers and discomforts all about, but the other shore appeared safe and inviting. The man looked for a boat or a bridge and found neither, but with great effort, he gathered grass, twigs, branches, tied them all together and made a simple raft. He relied on that raft to keep him afloat. He paddled with his hands and feet. He got to the other side. Success. He could continue his journey on dry land. He was happy. But what was he going to do with that makeshift raft? Would he drag it along with him or leave it 
behind. The Buddha said, oh, this is our first mention of Buddha said. Hello, Buddha. Sh- shows up in all of the parables, but we've never said that on the podcast before. Uh, the Buddha said he would leave it. The Buddha explained that the Dharma is like a raft. It's useful for crossing over, uh, but not holding on to, he said. And that's mm. the, the Dharma is the teaching of the... It's like the teaching of the Buddha. Of Yeah, the teachings of the, teachings. Of, of yeah. the Buddha. It's trying to say, don't cling rigidly onto that when it's starting to to get in your way um you know mm. don't, it's, don't beat people over the head with the book that you believe in kind of thing but mm. i think you can extrapolate that out to a situation like this so for me the raft the thing that's helping me get over that bumpy river is knowing okay i have this gig with my favorite band mm. next year and mm. one of them with another favorite band in december mm. and uh that's gonna be something to look forward to and to help me get through yes uh so i'm gonna cling on to that that raft for now but mm. if something comes along let's say i don't even get to the other side it's not success maybe there's a, a, a shark a shark okay and for some reason a raft is not a safe place to be when there's a shark yeah a big shark um i'm not going to cling on to that okay if that if that gig gets cancelled in december yeah. Yeah. um i want to be as prepared as i can it's still going to suck yes but i want to be as prepared as i can to let that raft go and say okay we're going to have to find another way to cross that river yeah because this shark ate my raft yes well and you potentially sorry. hopefully i mean i won't die if i've ever the metaphor sorry yeah yeah that is clinging that is the story of the raft and i put a couple links in the show notes to uh both a a, a more traditional reading of, of that story and an explanation and a couple of different interpretations mm. and also there's a great piece from medium that mm, yeah. uh is uh, more of a long read on the benefits of remaining present in the moment to deal with your problems rather than losing yourself to worry i think part of the reason i'm avoiding planning loads of things in the far future is because i'm finding it harder to believe that they'll happen because in the past i i was more comfortable making bigger assumptions about the future right. mm-hmm. whereas now i'm less comfortable doing that i had a lot of assumptions about the future that i'd never really interrogated like really core ones like i will be able to leave the house and go buy some clothes some you know something yeah it sounds really basic but uh-huh. we haven't been able to do that for a yeah, long time sure <laughs> well I, so there's a couple of links in here for you then uh both on medium one is uh, five Buddhist lessons on leaning into change and uncertainty mm. to end suffering, which is a bit more action oriented. Like here are some things that you can do. Yes, and yeah. uh, and the other one is more on on worrying in general, and it's kind of a a, a long read, like a thought piece, and that what ifs and trying yes. to not let those take over yeah. and and push you in the opposite direction of yes. of just not making plans and feeling paralyzed, and yeah. which I think is where a lot of us were in the depths of yes. of winter. Yeah. Yeah, I actually read that earlier today. I would recommend that one particularly. So, so something we're going to add uh, as it's season two, you know, we can mix things up a bit. Um, everything changes. It, is, it does. It, everything changes. And so does the format of the podcast. And so what we're going to do is at the end of each episode, we will address a question or two that has been asked us by an audience member. Uh, well, an audience member, I say that. A listener. A listener. A listener, a listener from our vast virtual audience. We're going to need a sting. Oh. Go- Are you going to make one? I'll find a sting. I you're gonna I'll find make one. one in air quotes yes I'll, you know what i'll say i will say listener questions and then there will be uh like a i love this. a cheap funny noise i love that it's like There'll sarah be a boing does it i wonder if any of our listeners remember sarah cox's mystic horse feature from uh, the breakfast show in uh, the early noughties probably not Seems, sounds quite niche yes it was so you know what i'll i'll put it here let's uh i imagine it's going to be really funny so let's just yes. take a second to imagine it and then laugh yeah. and then move on okay listener, listener questions, questions. 
Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it was very overdone. Very overdone enthusiasm for an as yet um, nascent uh, jingle. So we've had questions coming in today. We have. Had several. Um, but let's start with this one. Today's question, and I suppose the first ever question for the podcast. Hello. Is from John. Uh, John is in London, I should say. Hi. My question's related to last week's tragic events in Plymouth. I'd like to know what can we as good citizens, mindful citizens, do to help combat the dangerous culture of nihilism that led to the events? Man. So, and Thursday's tragedy in, in Plymouth, we should say, a man shot dead several people on the basis that he was a, a self-proclaimed... An incel. Incel. Mm. That's short for involuntarily celibate mm. and the, it's based on a lot of self-proclaimed hatred against women, yeah, it's, essentially. It's, it's sort of another right. name for misogyny, I for, think. Yeah, in some uh, ways. sort of uh, proudly held misogyny. Yes. Okay. So how can we use mindfulness against this kind of culture of antagonism and, and nihilism? Yes. Is, I guess, how would you describe that? Just not caring about anything? Doesn't yes. matter if we burn it all down. Yeah, I mean, literally it's nothing-ism, isn't it? Nihilism. Mm. And uh, we, we actually got a similar question, a different a different subject, but the same kind of question from Daniel in The Hague in relation to the spiraling events in Afghanistan, where um, yeah. the country is being taken over by the Taliban after mm. withdrawal of American troops. Mm. So I, I have to be honest, I was expecting questions to be along the lines of how many times do you meditate a week? Yes. Or do you find it hard to be mindful when you're annoyed at your girlfriend? Yeah, or, yeah. Do you uh, have any journaling tips? Yes, but... But we, uh, what can I say? Our listeners are hard hitters. Clearly. So uh, let's get into it. You received the question first, so I'm going to make you try first. Where did you land on that? Okay. So I would say the first thing that happened was I felt a bit paralyzed by not actually knowing the answer. Because it's a big question, right? You know, what can you do to combat something at that scale? You know, if it's a sort of a social problem, something that we're observing more and more in the world. And who are you and I to say what the right answer is well exactly but that Um, being said yes well that being said i gave up and thought about it for 20 minutes and then i came back um and so this is how i i think i would approach it um we can't change people's mind it's hard enough to sort of be aware of and control what we think let alone uh be in charge of what someone else thinks or you know or make them think a certain way it's just not something you can do Mm -hmm. and so from that point you know what can you do so i think it a lot of discussions in buddhism come around to this idea of being present right and being mindful um, and I think if you are someone who is striving, someone who is attempting to be mindful and in the present <laughs> on an ongoing basis and be conscious, you're not reacting, you're responding, and you are able to more consciously act in a kind way, in an empathetic way, and you're able to do this all the time. This is something that if we choose to, we can do all the time. And so if you imagine that we all start doing that and we're all living kindly and with empathy, we're very social creatures. And so we'll project that back. We all start reflecting that and we'll all be being a bit kinder to each other and I think the thing about kindness is that if there is no point to anything and that's what John mentions Niall is if there's no point to anything then what is the point of being kind there would be no point mm-hmm. we're all encountering kindness and you're able to be kind and then I actually think that's very powerful and I hesitate to say this because I'm very conscious that it sounds a bit hashtaggy and a bit right you know you've talked about Afghanistan mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we should just all be kind to the Taliban that's not what I'm saying but what I'm saying is that if you feel paralyzed like I did at the idea of what on earth can I do? Is there anything I can do? The ripple effect of being conscious, I think that's actually very powerful. And I know it's something we have talked about a bit before, but I think it's worth, I think it's relevant here. Well, we have. And you know what? 
not, I was just thinking our answers are quite similar where we came to, I think.、Mm. But I want to tie mine directly back to the, what we spoke about in the Karma episode of、mm. the first series. Essentially, and this is just my personal view, the root of so many of the, the issues, both the, the incidents that we hear about on the news、mm. and just the problems that we encounter、uh, negotiating our, our, navigating our own interactions with people of different views. And, and yeah. uh, different yeah. cultures, that kind of thing. A lot of today's society is built up around a kind of us versus them yes. perspective, yes. particularly on, on social media where advertising or, or just what's going to show up in your recommended、yes. feed is based on what, what the technology thinks you're going to appreciate, which is usually going to strengthen your views and demonize、oh. someone else's views. And, and that's,、yes. that's kind of how these things get successful. And what We were talking about in the Karma episode was when somebody did something that inconvenienced you,、mm. does it factor into how you react to that? Whether you're thinking about why they did that thing、mm. or just trying to understand them a, a little bit from their perspective. And so, what I'm saying is not that the perpetrators of serious incidents like、mm. in Plymouth are going to just be able to be understood their way out of doing these things because、right. of other people、uh, showing them understanding. Standing, but I mean, that ideology, the incel ideology, is is literally based around people don't understand us. It's, it's、mm. people feeling that they're able to say that women don't understand us, and、mm. so women are the devil. And、mm. um, I think, what do they call I think they call them chads, is, is, is what they call men that do have success with women.、Uh-huh. Uh, chads don't understand us because,、uh, you know, whatever, they're, they're, they're the devil as well.、Yes. And you don't have to agree with them, but I think at the very Very basic point, you can at least see that there's a person there that's that's hurting.、Mm. And even just acknowledging that that hurt is there,、mm. whether you take any next step to try to understand more about the cause of that hurt or not,、mm. or you、mm. try to do anything to to reach out to that person or not, I think it adjusts your perspective just enough in, in、yes. any kind of micro way that you'll be more likely to、um, put a more understanding energy、mm. out there. Into the world and make it just the tiniest bit、uh, less possible for somebody to build up or reinforce an ideology、mm. around the fact that nobody is trying to understand them or that, that、yes. nobody is going to be able to be on their page、yes. religiously or whatever, whatever it is. Yes. And I, I think that really comes back to what we were talking about in the Karma episode. It's little waves that you're putting out there into,、yeah. the, into the universe, not as a、mm. cosmic energy,、mm. but literally just as a if I am. I'm a bit kinder to this person, maybe they'll be a bit kinder to the next person.、Mm. That's where I settled on that. I think trying, even in the hardest moments, to have empathy, to have some sort of form of understanding and not othering your enemy、mm. or making them into an enemy,、yes. trying,、uh, even when it's hard to remember that is a human that is、yeah. doing something for some reason、yes. and it might not be right.、Yeah. But if I can try and understand a little bit of it, I'll get、mm. somewhere at yes. least. Yes. It's funny though, because I remember this coming up in. In, in like a, a workshop at work once. And I remember asking the workshopper at the time, what's that called? Not a workshopper, that's not facilitator. a facilitator. The facilitator. Teacher. I, exactly.、No? And I said, how. Custodian. Yes. Of learning. He was. He was a custodian of learning. I asked him, I said, you know, last week someone shouted gay at me in the street. How do I get to a place where I can think kindly of that person? Did they shout gay at you like they shouted gay? Or did they yeah, just from a car. shout gay at you? No, it was. They were like, hello. Hello. 
No. Is that no. what gay people say? Yeah. Like, I, no. <laughs> I personally find that very offensive. Yes, yes. No, no. This was a this was this was definitely designed to be unpleasant. It was a man in a yeah. car and he threw a cigarette end and I'm fine. What the point I'm attempting to make somewhat ineloquently is that that when you're in the moment, this is very hard to apply in some moments. But there are other moments where you can apply it and that's enough. Well, it has to be. The other thing we said last series was that no one, not even the Dalai Lama, is out there triple thinking every impulse that they have every minute and going, is this the right ethical, moral, um, mindful, empathetic thing to do? But the one out of 99 times that you can catch yourself and say, is there another way that I can look at this? Mm. That's making all the difference. Definitely. Yeah. So that was a great first question. First two questions. High bar. High bar. Uh, High bar. Uh, Let's see who can break it. And you know what? Break that bar. Top that bar. Yeah. Jump over that bar. Yeah, yeah. You can jump over that bar in either direction. Go even more serious. (laughs) Or you can go really, um, you know, let's 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 talk about journaling. I'm Mm. full of enlightened moments recently the last couple of weeks in in my journal. So, you know what? Whatever your question is, you can reach us on our socials. Yes, our socials. So you can get me at uh, D0UG7A5. Easy to remember, um, which is Dougie Robertson. And you'll find that on Instagram or on Twitter if you're older. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, OMG Mike Hoffman. That is on Instagram. Uh, you can probably always find me there. Or on Twitter. I now actually use it sometimes. Oh, welcome. So, and welcome. I have the notifications on. So you can reach me with a message. Lovely. So that was plans changing, not clinging on to things and mm. causing yourself more suffering. Yes. Empathy, I guess, and karma and kindness. kindness in a very challenging world. That's quite a lot for one episode, so we should probably close it there. Break, yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back very soon with the next episode. Send us your questions, and we will talk to you soon. We will. We will talk to, well, talk to you. Talk yeah. at you soon. Yes. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.